Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. That's right, the Longhorns have a bold destination. We'll get into it. Also, we'll talk about the college football playoff. The teams have been announced. We'll also review championship weekend uh, first to start off the show. Also, Deion Sanders, prime time. He takes the CU job. It was uh, percolating on Friday. Now it is a done deal. We'll get into it. We got the flex at 345. We'll also talk about the Cowboys putting an old biblical Old Testament style butt whipping on the Indianapolis Colts. The Texans lose, but uh, did they really lose to the Browns? Because they're trying to lose. We'll get into that coming up a little bit later on in the show. Also, Team USA. USA! 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 No longer in the World Cup. They lose to the Netherlands. We'll get into that coming up a little bit later on in the 5 o'clock. And the NFL Week 13 review. It was a hell of an NFL weekend. We'll try to hit as much of it as we can. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream and the cheese. Pippin ain't easy, but for him it's a breeze. Mike Hardball Hard. What's going on, brother? How you doing? I love the fact that you called it an Old Testament style mm-hmm. butt whooping. The Cowboys kind of made me nervous. Kind of made me nervous for a little bit, but yeah. hey. Kesara, Sarah, they turned that <laughs> thing around and made something happen. I can't wait to talk about that. But let me talk about my man that sits across from me every day. He hails from H-Town with the get-down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babels. I appreciate the intro as always. Let's not waste any time introducing the real MVP of the show. He's one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but we do know that he is underpaid. Patrick Davis, how you doing, brother? All ready to get on another week. Yeah, man. It's Monday, and it's a jam-packed Monday. We got a lot to get into. Uh, you are the pulse of this thing, the heartbeat. So hit us up on the Specs text line. It's the best way to do it. 512-337-3776. My man Hards at Hardball Hards in the Twitterverse. Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. And I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. All right. Where do you want to start? We can start with the Longhorn News because there is Longhorn News. Also, We'll keep our uh, ears and eyes and everything open pretty much for the transfer portal news (laughs) as well because the first day of the transfer portal being officially, officially open uh, today. So there may be news dropping there. uh, So we'll keep you abreast of everything happening with that as well. Uh, But we got Longhorn news, Harge, with the bowl game. We got college football news, of course, because we can review championship weekend. Get into the college football playoff. Those teams have been announced as well. Where do you want to start? Let's go with the championship weekend. Because it all kind of rolls together as we look at it. Let's start close to home uh, because uh, TCU and K State Mm. in a man, that was a battle, an epic battle. And for the second year in a row, give it up for the Big 12. Basically, the game is decided on the (laughs) final play, a goal line stand. Yeah. Uh, pretty much, which is just rare, but give it up once again and give it up for K-State. Uh, they're the, the winning side of the Purple Kryptonite. You said you liked them hard. You picked yep. them K-State from the jump this year, um, and it played out in a strange way. I thought I thought TCU made a mistake ultimately by just 
taking the ball out of Max Duggan's hands. Yeah, especially I, the way he was playing. The way he was playing, yeah. he was he was willing his team to a victory in that situation to take the ball out of his hands. And it is a game of inches. I mean, yeah. that <laughs> he literally he literally came down to you know a few inches uh, on that uh, that one uh, quarterback keeper that he almost got in, didn't, and then on the next two downs, third and fourth down, they hand it off and they don't get in. Yeah, and I'm thinking to myself. Man, can we just go quarterback sneak with Max Duggan, your your leader, yes. and right now your best player who seems to be willing you to victory. Now he also made some boneheaded decisions through that pick in the, in the end zone. That was just a my terrible man was throw. tired. My man was tired. Was, that was a horrible <laughs> throw though, and it was such a bad throw because the DB was waiting on it. Yeah. Like he, read, he was like, I'm open. He read, yeah, he read the whole way, and obviously it wasn't a sight adjustment or anything. But, uh, yeah, Max Duggan, I thought they should have kept it in his hands hard. I think if they'd have went quarterback sneak there on on those back-to-back downs, now you probably should have kicked it on fourth down. But if you want to go for it uh, and no guts, no glory, I get that. No risk it, no biscuit. I went, man, I went two quarterback sneaks in a row and had had two big boys come up from the rear and grab a buttock. You yeah. know say? You grab one buttock, you grab the other, and yeah, push. push. And let's push. push. She's on the line. <laughs> Exactly. Grab a buttock and let's go. And, <laughs> and you know he would have been that, ready for that bro, ride, hey, too. Hey, man, man, that's how it sure. goes. Yeah. Que- yeah, yeah, I think QB sneak to me, I, I think that was a dang coaching mistake. Yeah. I think it, it's a dang coaching mistake. And, 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 again, it goes back to what we've talked about. In those situations, as a quarterback, I'm calling the play anyway. If he if he comes in with anything mm. other than getting me the ball, <laughs> right. it's not happening like or that. Or an option of some well, sort. Yes, yeah. or I can have the yeah. option of getting to the outside or trying to make a play, and it was just – the way that he fought that entire Man, game give it to get him you. right back there is something that we have got a chance to see. And I think his, his story is so, so good from having the surgery and, and finding that he had a heart condition earlier in his career, oh, yeah. losing his job to Chandler mm-hmm. Morris at the beginning of the year, fought it through, fought got through. it right back, and then never looked back. Chandler Morris is over there stretching, talking about, I'm ready, coach. No, nah, I think good. everybody thought Chandler would get another shot. <laughs> no, nah, like, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> not nope. the way he came out and played. I am the captain now. And I love the fact of what you said about how it came right back down to the final play again. It's crazy, man. As, as you look at the Big 12 championship and all the excitement of it all and where we were and – you just say, okay, and to your point, I did. I had K-State playing had for K-State the Big 12 the ch- championship, and then when we were even leaving on Friday, I said, there's just something about this team that is telling me to pick K-State to win this game, uh, whether it was Deuce, whether it was your guy Will the Thrill yeah, uh, playing well again. Mm-hmm. But there was just so many things that happened in this ball game that you sit there and you're like, uh-oh, is yeah. Max Duggan, this, is this his Heisman moment? Is this the moment where we see Max Duggan get a chance to say, I'm going to the Heisman Trophy ceremony, and a matter of fact, go ahead and put my name on it. He was. He was close. That's, to me, that's why it's, it was an injustice by Sonny Dykes <laughs> yeah. and for Garrett Raleigh to take the ball out of his right. I know he was tired. I know he was tired, and I think that was the ultimate argument. Like, man, he, and he was. He was exhausted. He, he, was, he gave he it all to He him. couldn't even celebrate with the team. He's like, man, get off me, dog. I can't breathe. He, he was on his hands and his knees. I mean, yeah. was, that was testicular fortitude. I mean, it, yeah. was the prime, it was a great example of it. But I still think, and I'd have called the timeout and been like, 
like, hey, yeah, we're going QB sneak. We're going QB sneak two plays in a row. Hey, I'm putting two guys, two running backs behind you. Grab a buttock, guys, and let's go. Yeah, we going right I'm back. With you. you know I'm what with I mean? You. I went and looked at it because I, I, I love this stat, and I got it from uh, Sharp, at Sharp Football. Warren Sharp does a great job on uh, deep dive statistical analysis, and this is this is in the NFL, so it's a little different. It's not not college, but it's still you know about the same play concept, which is quarterback sneaks, basically quarterback rushing on short yardage mm-hmm. downs. Uh, so it, it, this is percentage of conversion rate basically I should say uh, quarterback rushing the ball from one to three yards to go uh, in the NFL since 2015 78% conversion rate that's higher than all other rushers even running backs and wide receivers yeah. in the same and situation and if you're Jalen Hurts it's 100% exactly, exactly. <laughs> or Max Duncan yeah that's right man did you give the ball to Selvin Young at the end of the Rose Bowl <laughs> right. no no you didn't <laughs> <laughs> Selvin, great. Selvin, great That's running great. back. You didn't give him the ball, did That's you? That's right. Hey, I love you, some Selvin Young, but even Selvin Young will tell you, hell no, nah, don't get that ball to me. Just say, when the right guy's now. winning you a game, let you, him win you the game. No, you're right, bro. You're right. I, I mean, Kendra Miller's a good player. Yeah. And I, was it Kendra Miller both times yeah. they handed it off to? Yeah. Good player, but oh, man. You, you, at least one of those got to be a quarterback sneak, and the other or one. Or an RPO. Because he, he can get outside. He can. he can read it and get outside because most of the time he's pulling that and running anyway. For zone read, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zone yeah, read. Phase. Yeah, okay. zone read. Not, yeah, yeah. yeah, RPO, not RPO, yeah. but zone read. Where okay. he's over there, he's going to pull it no matter what. I agree. I would have. That's true. I would have pulled it. Vince Young would have pulled it. I'm with you. Michael Vick would have pulled it. Michael Bishop would have pulled it. Those are the types Hell, of Michael places. Michael Hart yeah. would have pulled it. All day, every day, and twice every on Michael Sunday. Michael, you name, would have pulled that ball Exactly. Right I would have pulled that ball and fought you. to get you. into that I'm end not, zone. I'm not, I'm not, I agree with that play call, too. And I think on fourth down, if you want to kick it and reserve the right, that's all, that's all based on the feel of the game for your head coach. Yep. Right? If you yep. feel yep. that K-State is, you know, that – Offensively, it's gonna be really hard to stop them from getting twenty-five yards, and I think at that point it might have been because yeah. Will was dealing. Yeah, he Will was. the deal. Will he, the real deal. Will he was deal. dealing out there, uh, and you got Deuce Vaughn, which in you know, I mean, he's a problem in the open field, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so I, I could see why he might have been tempted to say we're going all in. And Sonny Dykes has had kind of a river boat gambler feel all year long. Uh, I would have. I'm with you. I think the play call is what. I don't mind yeah. them going for it. The play call leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, get, for sure. Hey man, what, 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 what did the late great D. Carey say? Dance with what brung you. That's it. Dance with what brung you. He has willed it's you to this, posi- to this position. Hey, hey, that's great. I swear. Text her. I did not look at the Specs text line when you sent that in. He did in. not. I swear I was looking at Harch in his eyes, yep, yep. Not, not in a romantic way, yeah. in a weird, strange way. <laughs> but and I swear, Texas said the same thing. Literally sent it at around the same time that yep. I said it. No there doubt. There you go. I'm, I'm glad that we're all thinking the same thing. Yep, that's exactly yeah. right. Answered what brought you, man. Come I mean, on now. He was willing you to this victory oh. to even put you in this position. He was fighting every step of the way. Why not give him another opportunity to win it? And again, that was a Heisman it was moment. the moment. That was it, it was right it. there. You took it from him. That, that, yes. You lost yourself the game, and you took his and Heisman moment. you took moment. his Heisman moment. That's why he was crying. He was, <laughs> he was crying because they lost, but he was like, that was my moment. That was my but moment. that's why I go in there, and, and I'm looking at him, and I'm going, change the play, bro. Change it. They, what are they going to do? Bench Man. you? 
That is the time right there. It's like, yo, man, I'm calling this play, Mm -hmm. but I'm running this play. I played with a guy that changed the player, too. Um, For sure. Major (laughs) Applewhite. Yeah. He'll tell you, too. Now, I don't know if he'll admit it now, but he changed the play. We talked about it like we changed the plays. I'll just say bowl games. Yeah. And, oh. Championship game, actually. He Thank changed you. the player, too. Hey. Major, Major didn't care. He's like, y'all bitched me anyway for Sims. Yeah, and what not only that, bitch me again? And what okay. is he doing now? I'm not going to have you calling terrible plays while I'm in here trying to shine and win my damn job back. No, I know what I play. I know what I can. I, I shine in. I know when I'm successful. And, and what now he's a play caller. Make me successful. Yeah. yeah. You. Sometimes, yeah. you know, you may need to, you know, overturn. Yeah, that, that you gotta change the look every <laughs> once in a while, man. Um, that's a that's a good point there. And now looking back at it, though TCU, we go look at you know the totality of the schedule, and man, you got to give some more props to Texas. Mm-hmm. And just you know with the defense, sorry, the defense, not to <laughs> Coach Steven that coached that entire Coach Steven Sarkeesian <laughs> that coached that entire game. God bless him. Now Sark has you know arrived on the scene and he has decided to subdue. Steven and no longer allow him to be seen on the 48 because we hope that is the case. Hope he's never heard from again. Right. Uh, right. But we love, we love ourselves from Sark. We love Sark. Uh, but yeah, the defense, I'm talking about defensively. You got to get Texas some credit. Yep. I mean, that's they balled the, out and they kept them under control. Yes. That's the lowest point total now of the season. Yeah. It was Texas, right? Yeah. Man. The entire time. And remember, it was Kendra Miller that popped the big play. It was popped the only reason why one. they got over 100 yards rushed against them. And then they had that, that chunky artist play yeah. downfield of Quinn Johnson, Quinn Johnson. the touchdown. That's right. Busted, busted coverage. coverage on that yeah. one. Um, yeah. I, I, they kept them under control. They kept them under control. And, and just, yeah, that's a great point. I guarantee you, now that we got our college football playoff matched up, a lot of teams going to be watching that film. Well, not team, Michigan. Michigan is definitely going to be looking at that. Michigan is going to be like, all yeah. right, that's the, that's the top game. If you're your Michigan staff, you take that Texas game and go, all right, I want to break this game down every which way, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? From every different angle right. because they did a great job. Other those bus, the coverage bus, and then Kendra Miller breaking that big one. They did a great job on TCU for most of that game. If they got some offensive help, probably would have been able to uh, negate or uh, been able to withstand just the the, the, the I think the the the, the, the bruising pretty yeah. much of the because TCU just kept at it. I mean, they just kept on. Yeah, they were consistent they, they just, with it. They to kept the damn broke it to their guy. Yeah, to That's the right. damn broke. They just kept pounding away at it. I think Texas would have been able to withstand that a little bit better had they got a little bit of offensive support. But give them props though. Now looking back in retrospect, really good, not great performance uh, by that Texas defense. All right, uh, getting back to more uh, championship weekend review. Uh, yeah, Hards was you were dead on the money about that uh, the K State game. It could it could have gone either way, but yeah. you're right. I mean, K State's a better team now with Will Howard. There's no doubt about it. And I'll, I'll say this, because I'm giving Texas some props, I'll also be critical. I think if Will Howard starts that game versus Texas, K-State, I think K-State yeah. probably wins that game. We, yeah, we talked about that. It I was think, like, it was a I different, it, the way it yeah, was different team, spinning, the, ball, just, the football. Yeah, so just, when keeping it, just keeping it real. All right, just want to throw that out there, yeah. too. Uh, but it is what it is. So we'll get to Texas in a second, though. Getting back to championship Saturday, Utah-USC. I mean, that was a close ball game. Mm-hmm. For three quarters. Man. And then uh, Utah just decided to bludgeon USC in the fourth quarter. And essentially it was just a, it was an onslaught. Man, think about this. The two people that helped them defeat Lincoln Riley, excuse me, Lincoln Riley and the USC Trojans mm-hmm. were former Longhorns. you damn right. Cam, Cam Rising and Jaquindon Jackson. You know, we know that. And, and you look at what Cam Rising has been able to do since he took over that starting position. Number one, he's moved uh, Charles Charlie Brewer 
ended up checking out of school because of it and going somewhere else mm-hmm. because Cam took the starting position when he when he, when he got into the game, never relinquished it. And Jaquindon Jackson now is like, all right, I'll go play running back because Cam is not going anywhere. No. And you heard uh, the head coach talk about Cam and talk about how he is such a leader and an alpha that he was the reason why his team is in this position over mm-hmm. the last few years, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah. That dude had some moxie. And he was somebody, when he was at the University of Texas during the practices, when we actually got a chance to go to the practices, I kept saying, this dude can absolutely spin it. And he was finding a way. Now, I didn't know anything about his running ability mm-hmm. or anything like that, but the way he controlled the tempo of the team, I was thinking, I was like, oh, this dude might have a little bit of something. And then he found his place by going to to Utah, and they just beat the snot out of USC. We talked about it before, Rod. They have been awful at tackling. USC has been terrible, has been terrible at tackling. Yeah, I mean, they're worse than Texas was in some of Texas' really bad days at tackling a few years ago. Uh, 119th in yards per play allowed uh, for USC now, and it it showed uh, in that fourth quarter. I mean, this game was a 27-24 game early in the fourth quarter, and the final 10 minutes were just a landslide by Utah. Uh, They scored three touchdowns, uh, then had an interception, had a fumble recovery, Mm -hmm. um, and then, I mean, the best is the rest is done. I mean, USC just had no shot at all, so... USC ends up uh, coming up a little bit short. I thought USC offensively would have enough uh, to, yeah, you know, to be able to uh, hold up to a really balanced Utah team. But man, Utah showed once again. Utah's getting better throughout the season. I'm not, I, and I'm sure you know that USC's offense has gotten better. It's one of the best offenses sure. in the country sure. as a team overall. Though I don't know if they're getting better. I overall, don't think they did all three phases. That's well, what I mean. well, going back to what you said, I mean, if you can't tackle, that means you hadn't got better. It's all the last year. game of the season. <laughs> you steal. All, you, you were that bad at tackling after twelve games of tackling. Exactly. You were that bad, and you knew <laughs> what was on the line, and yeah, you knew what right. you were up against. And I had a buddy call me during that game, and he was like, "Man, USC is different." I said, "Let me tell you this: if Utah scores right before the half." I think they run away with this because of what we said. They were giving the ball to Jaquindon Jackson, and he was running through people. Through. And he wasn't even their starting those, running back. They had Bernard, too. And those Utah tight ends was way too And they physical. were just too they physical. get those tight ends yes. in the open field, and yes. they just couldn't tackle them in the open field. Yes. They made every tight end for Utah look like Gronk. By the way, Utah does have really good tight ends. It's probably top five best tight end yes. units in the country. Really good. Yes. Kincaid yeah. is one of the top yeah. ones, and Dixon is one of the top ones. And I kept sitting there looking, and I was like, this team, Utah, scares me. They scare me every time going late into the season because of what you just said. They get better they get and they're disciplined. They're, like they're a K-State team. They're the K-State of the Pac-12. And they're, fundamental, <laughs> they're fundamentally right? sound That's what the K-State entire does. time, like you, look up, you look up week 10, week 11, you're like, K-State's still in this thing? Yes. Oh, damn it, K-State's one of the best teams. Oh, they're the best team in the Big 12. Exactly. They're the K-State of the Pac-12. Yeah. No, and I mean, like, it, this, but this has always been Lincoln Riley's M.O., though, is, hey, man, if I can't outscore you, you're going to beat me. And once we saw Caleb Williams get hurt. Oh, yeah. And right. I mean, like, basically, once you take him to where he's like, I can drop back two steps and then kind of throw it, but I'm still, I'm just clearly hurt. Yeah. He was clearly beat up. So you're like, yeah, once you take that away, 
And now you're you have to weigh with complimentary football. You're not there. Yeah, right. and I mean he didn't point. have that with Oklahoma for that's most games. Say. You're right about that. He never. That's maybe that is the big, you know, kind of downside of Lincoln Riley football is that it's not complimentary football. It never really has been. And maybe when he gets that, he's gonna be he's no. Gonna be and you know if it's hey man, if you're one injury away from your season being over, like over over, yeah, because Caleb Williams get hurts in what week seven. This yeah, team's not totally playing like they're done. Team. That's yeah. right. So right. that's the problem of when you go, hey, man, we're not, we're not even going to focus. Guys, defense, take it off. You show up on Saturdays and just try and stop them every once in a while. <laughs> well, and here's the other thing, too, that we've always talked about. We start looking at these teams and seeing what, where they're going to be strong and where they're going to be weak. If you go back and look, the, the halftime adjustments that were made by Utah yeah. stopped them the entire time. Because yeah. you sit here and you look at they were th- uh, one of 12 on third down. Uh, USC was. Yeah. They only had, what was it, 68? No, excuse me. They had 56 yards rushing. Yeah. Net. I was <laughs> I mean, they're not a balanced team. They were and not as a brought up, balanced Once two- Caleb Williams gets hurt, oh yeah. man, they're, they're so much easier to defend because he can't make those accurate throws and he can't extend those plays. Mm-hmm. One of his X-Man abilities, he can extend a play. No doubt. It extends. A, and then throw a seed down the field. I'm like, wow. Extend the play exactly, <laughs> and and still end up being extremely accurate. Exactly. Wow. Basically, the you look at the scramble drill. He might be one of the best scramble drill quarterbacks in the oh, country. For sure. and, and you got some yeah. really good scramble drill wide receivers too. That's exactly. understandable. So you can, yeah. but yeah, that that's out the window when you can't move. Boom. Yeah. And that, that's a great point. As that they they just looked way they they looked way more way easier to defend, and they just looked vulnerable down the stretch. Uh, but there you go. Utah gets the big win. So uh, Utah, Pac-12 champions again, back to back, back to back. Speaking of back to back, Georgia. <laughs> beating Woo. up on LSU fifty to thirty, I, I think that goes about the way everybody expected it to go. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I mean Georgia. Georgia looks like they're in the position now. They they may be talking about a back to back national title. <laughs> yeah, too. Um, at least they're going to be the front runner there. No surprise, Michigan beating up on Purdue. Not at all. Okay. Well, you know, everybody was trying to tell me that Brom was three and zero and. Pac-12 games, top five opponents. I mean, not Pac-12, but about Big Ten as far as going up against top five opponents. Not today. Not with that Michigan team. It's a totally different looking Michigan team. Yep, totally agree with you. It's a a different hardball, too, actually. No doubt. Uh, And uh, Clemson, North Carolina, we thought Drake May would show up in this game, but Clemson's D-line actually was the one that showed up in their pass rush. Uh, Clemson put it on them 39-10. to And, uh, man. Shout out to Cade Clubnick. Cade Clubnick ends up basically winning the the job now. DJU has officially hit the transfer portal, uh, and Cade Klubnik was magnificent in what? that game. And, and the team plays different under yeah. Cade Klubnik. Uh, His I know, swag is different, man. Yeah, I mean, yep. he ended up 20 of 24, 309 total yards, two touchdowns, and the ACC title game MVP. Uh, no doubt about it. It's his job now. Yeah, I saw His team now. What did you say earlier? I'm the captain now. Yeah. There he is being able to do that. And we talked about this before we left on Friday, too. I said, if Klubnik was playing, I would pick them. I said, mm-hmm. I don't know about DJU. His last like, start, he was 8 of 29 as a starting quarterback. Exactly. And it's like, dude, you're not a freshman. You're, you weren't, you've weren't. you been in the game for a while. You should never go 8 of 29. But credit to uh, Klubnik, and I saw his post game after, and he's like, you know, it was no big deal. The lady was like, it's the, big, it's the ACC championship game. He's like, yeah, but the field's the same, the ball's the same, and all we got to do up there is go play. And that's what I did. I just went out there and played football like I've been doing since I was a kid. Yeah. So that's big time for him. And I was I was glad to see that he did get that opportunity because we all know what he's capable of. But when you get on that big stage like that, playing in the ACC, 
being a part of Clemson, who, by the way, Clemson in Alabama, this is the first time since the college football playoffs has started that neither one of them are in the college football playoff. Yeah. Just FYI. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> uh, so, uh, speaking of college football playoff, teams were announced. Of course, you will have TCU facing Michigan. Uh, and it's it's interesting. You know, TCU and Michigan, this is a weird matchup to me, man. It could go It could go, it, it could go as a blowout in Michigan's side because Michigan's really physical. This thing about Michigan, this matchup, like I said, if you study that Texas TCU film, Texas did a really good job going up against TCU, and I think the biggest reason was they have really high-quality interior D linemen, physical yep. D linemen. Michigan can replicate some of that. Yeah, with no doubt. NFL bodies oh, for sure. up front. For and I sure. think that's – well, that gives anybody problems, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that is essentially going to give TCU some problems in this matchup. I agree. I agree because that's what that's what Texas. That's why I think Texas. Look, you look at it, Texas. Out of all the teams that TCU played, probably had the strongest interior D line. And honestly, you might go say central nervous system period when Jalen Ford, Ford yep. thrown right behind that. But that gave TCU all types of fits. Um, and I wonder if you know Michigan will basically try to tap into that game plan and replicate it. And here's the other part of it too. You know, if you were talking about the like minded up front. You talked about the linebackers, but I think that their secondary is a little bit better than what TCU would saw against Texas. I like Texas oh, secondary. I can agree with you on that. But too. I think that yeah, Michigan's yeah. secondary is a yeah. lot tougher, too. So it's going to be one of those games where I think – do you give them a chance at Oh, all? yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I do. Okay. I'm just saying right. just early on, the initial yeah. you know, kind of surface analysis, I think they can replicate some of the things defensively that Texas did. Yeah. Because they'll have the bodies up front to do it. Uh, but that is your three versus two matchup. Uh, then you got your one versus four matchup will be Georgia, of course, versus Ohio State. I like that one. I yeah, think that one Ohio State will be healthy about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But in Jigba said he's not going to play. Oh, is that? Yeah, he's okay. not going to play in this game. But to me, you know, Georgia, they're used to this. They're playing for this. Ohio State, whenever they get into it, they don't ever really make that true run for that national championship. And then did we see them get exposed when they played Michigan? Did they have mm. something that was exposed that Alabama? I mean, that Georgia can now look at yes. and say. Oh, yeah, we're going to attack that Physi- all day. Physicality, physicality in the run yeah, game. for yeah. sure. Yeah. And that's what Georgia is. They're yeah. physical physicality football team. in the run game. I'm yeah. with you. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, so that would be an interesting matchup. Uh, but, of course, uh, we got a long time for that. We'll be breaking that down a ton. All right, uh, real quick, and we'll get into this and dive into it in the 5 o'clock, a little bit into the matchup between the two. We do have Texas uh, bowl opponent and their bowl destination. It is set. They will play in the Alamo Bowl. Uh, Shocker. Against the, <laughs> the Washington Huskies. And yes, Texas has played in the Alamo Bowl, I mean, more than any other, uh, basically any other team, I believe, than any other, anybody else. They, they've made yeah. the Alamo Bowl their home more than any other team has. It hasn't been around that long. Um, but Texas had some success. They've won more than they've lost in the Alamo Bowl. So. Home away from home. And it's the Sark Bowl because Sark, yes. of course, PK and Jeff Choate. All had uh, time on the staff there at the at Washington with the Huskies, and PK was there for a really long time. Sark was there. I think PK was there for you know like eight eight years or something yep. like that. He was there for a long time. So you got a lot of storylines, and we'll get into it. Uh, the quarterback for Washington, though, he's going to be a problem. He's actually the the, the leading passer in the nation right now. Yep. Um, four thousand three hundred fifty four passing yards, twenty nine touchdowns. He actually. 
um, decided to come back to school for the 2023 season um, instead of going to the NFL draft. Yeah. So he is an NFL draft prospect, too. We'll come on deep, now. We'll get deeper into it. We've got a lot of time to talk Texas and Washington. And, uh, you know, we'll start doing some uh, breakdown of that as we lead up until the Alamo Bowl. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's get into uh, another big story over the weekend. Deion Sanders. Talk about it on Friday, but now it's official, official. Deion Sanders took the uh, uh, the Colorado job. Uh, he actually spoke to the team. We have some of that audio, <laughs> some of that sound, and we'll talk about Prime Time's new home. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful night in the horn. Yes. So Monday, right here on Ball Don't Lie. Oh, I love it. Hard is over there jamming, dancing. Oh, yeah, that means you struck a nerve, my man Hard. The good kind, too, that, right that there. That beat right there. That is a nice beat, though. Yeah. It's good. Ooh. Yeah. Some good baby making music here. Who's, who's this? This is Player. Player. That's, yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. 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 I like that, too. Play it. Yeah. Right on. For, for the players out yeah, there. Yeah, for the players. <laughs> Welcome to uh, Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. <laughs> hey, I, well, this, I guarantee you, Deion Sanders probably oh, yeah. appreciates player. And <laughs> Yo, he himself sure. was also a player in his day. Uh, but Deion Sanders, uh, big topic of discussion over the weekend, gentlemen. It is official, official. He has decided to take the job, University of Colorado, to be the next head coach of the Buffaloes. We got some audio that we're going to play of him uh, talking to the team and also at his introductory press conference. Uh, but first, gentlemen, let's get everybody's kind of thoughts on this thing. I, you know, I love it. I've said before, I think it. I think hiring Deion Sanders, even if it doesn't work, I'm not saying it won't work, you're still going to be in a really advantageous position because he's going to recruit like gangbusters. Mm-hmm. You already, he's already got, <laughs> how about this? For 2025, he got a five-star receiver for 2025 as soon as he made the leap. Right. As soon as he made the leap, a five-star receiver from Florida, Winston Watkins was like, oh, yeah, I'm in. Yes. Done. Yes. Done. I'm yes. in. I mean, that, that's that's going to become a, a regular thing. He can recruit anywhere because he, he was an international brand. And Big he, time. He was a you know he was a, a, a professional athlete on the West Coast in California. Won Super Bowls in Texas. Won Super Bowls. Uh, hell for the Yankees. Hell, he was. From he is Dion freaking Sanders. Yeah. So like my point is like you're gonna be able to recruit. That everybody knows that he's gonna have you guys in the top 15, top 20 recruiting goes without yes. saying. And to me, with his brand alone, if he can bring attention and. Game day in dollars. By the way, I looked at economic impact oh on goodness. Jackson State. Uh-huh. $30 million of an economic impact that Jackson State football has had on, on Jackson, Mississippi, the community there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. $30 million this year. And don't forget, in part of that, he brought game day. Yep, exactly. Except for the game day game, uh, basically for the SWAC championship, they got six plus million dollars in economic impact, and they said he got another seven uh, to eight million for that game day game. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah. We bring it in cash, bring it in recruits. I don't know. I don't know what else you need to to know. I I, I'm, I think some people are going to regret not hiring him early. Like I said, it may not work, but he's going to bring in really good coaches, and he's going to bring in NFL caliber coaches yes. too. 
like I said, so even when he leaves, if it doesn't succeed or he doesn't succeed, you your program will be left in a better place for it. And they understand that. That's yeah. why they went and got <laughs> you'll prime the, time. Exactly. You'll be in a better place. Yeah. Come on. Going back to what you were saying before we get to the audio, before Deion Sanders came to Jackson State, they couldn't rain. I mean, they couldn't practice if it rained because mm-hmm. they didn't have the facilities to do so. Since he got there, He's got two practice fields, a new locker room, a new football facility, a new training facility. Mm -hmm. He got 10-year TV rights deal with the HBCU to go for the entire HBCU program. To your point, the $30 million. He brought awareness to issues of in, in the city of Jackson. Because they didn't have drinkable water. Exactly. <laughs> in the city. In the city. They he didn't have brought drinkable that water. nationally yeah, attention. Yeah. On oh, 60 Minutes. Exactly. Yeah. He's, he's got moments to where... He's, he's brought in the economic impact that you needed and your program. And this is the biggest thing. Dion brought it to you. Now, if you fail by not keeping that momentum going, that's on you. That's true. He brought it all in for you. He did bring it in. So now all you have to do is pick up the ball and run. Now, you're not going to have the same impact, but he led you to the water. Great point. He 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 provided a, a a different path for coaches for sure, especially some African American coaches. One hundred percent. Who may have thought, man, I have to go through the FBS, uh, you know, mm-hmm. higher levels. I got to get to the Power Five level. No, no, you can start at yep. HBCU level um, and work your way up, right? Yeah. Brandon Marion actually exactly has an HBCU uh, you know background with him, and I think this showed another path that some of the the coaches who want to get in coaching can take now. 100%. HBCU level is not considered a you know uh, slap in the face anymore. Well, no, I think at one point it was considered like Siberia for coaches. Right, right, right. Like well, you you're not going to get another chance. Yes, you'll yeah. never get back. You'll never have that upward mobility to get right. to uh, the elite levels of coaching. And I don't think that, and that may be true for some, but not not for every HBCU. You choose the right HBCU program, and I think there is a path for you, especially if you're a good coach. Right. All right, let's hear from Dion. Uh, he had his introductory press conference. Um, we got a couple of cuts here. Uh, one is uh, the opening press conference where he's talking about why pretty much he decided to take this job. The thing that alarms me the most is just because I'm leaving Jackson, they think that I'm leaving African Americans. I don't know if you noticed or not, but I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> I can never leave who I am and what I am and how I am and how I go about being that. So it is still my task to look in that locker room and see 65 to 70 percent of African-American men trying to help them get to the next level, as well as all the others. My calling is for young men, young women and people of all walks of life, all social climates and all ethnicities. That's my calling. My calling is not built on a location. It's built on a destination. Now, that was good. You're supposed to clap for that. <laughs> Darn it, that was good. You give some of my good stuff. We just we just getting started. I already went in the bag, baby. Let's go. <laughs> oh, man. He, and he, and he's, he really does. He has kind of the gift of gab, naturally. Yep. I mean, this guy's He's almost like a Baptist preacher. He definitely he is that. he gets going, right? He, he can, definitely he, he is can get that. the pulpit started once he gets going. Yep. Uh, here's another cut of him actually referencing – um, his son, actually, because he's got two sons playing at Jackson State. Now he's yes, got Shiloh yep. and Shadur, I believe Correct. his names. Correct. Who's the starting quarterback? Shadur is the, yep. is the starting quarterback. Who's well? We'll let Dion tell you. Here's Dion. <laughs> son, Junior, stand up. Uh, yeah. He does all our social media, so all the stuff you've been seeing—that's that, him. The profanity is him as well. Is it? <laughs> where's uh, where's Shadur? Shadur, and this is your quarterback. All right. 
He's going to have to earn it. Don't believe that. He's, he's going to have to earn it. Yeah, the quarterback's going to have to earn it. The safety made me mad, so I didn't bring him. His, his brother. He's in my doghouse right now. And he's not lying, by the no, way. Yeah. Shiloh stayed in Jackson State. Shiloh. Exactly. He's been doing commercials uh, right now. the street is, yeah, he kind of yeah. disagrees with Dad's decision, and he's going to stay there as the safety at Jackson State. People at Jackson State are hailing him now as some local hero. <laughs> exactly. With Jackson State because he's deciding to fight Pops and stay there. Yeah. I love that drama, by the way. Exactly. He should. Man. He should. He, he should be able to do way, what he wants he to do. He transferred once already, too, I believe. So he, he might have to be. I don't know how Because remember, works. he was at uh, South Carolina State. Yes. I mean, not South Carolina State. He was at another South, He was at South Carolina. Oh, okay. Not South Carolina State. Yeah. Um, oh man, Dion! It's just uh, you go, he's now going to be like must, l- basically must listen to interviews. You got. I've never keep... listened to more Colorado Buffaloes uh, press conferences than I will yeah. now. It might be Mike Leach. Mike Leach was yep. like there. Mike Leach, I got to yep. hear what Mike Leach got to say. I know exactly. he's going to say something crazy, so I need to hear it. It's going to be something cool, something funny, and that's yeah. why people are going to tune in to hear Dion. It, it really is. I, you guys know I'm a big Dion fan. I wore number two in high school, number twenty one in at, at, at Texas, Texas yep. because I want to be like. He's going to be the only coach with prime time press conferences. <laughs> right, <laughs> literally, like, we join live now at seven p.m. <laughs> with prime. Time, like a neon, a neon primetime sun in the back. Okay, one more cut we got of Dion. And we'll get back to because I want to get into this. So I'll do it in Raj around the day. We'll talk some more Dion. I think it's that big of a story. No doubt. And I got some uh, different takes that I want to get out about it. But here is Dion talking to the actual Buffalo football team. And he is <laughs> not pulling any punches. Here it is. We got a few positions already taken care of because I'm bringing my luggage with me. And it's Louie. Okay. It ain't gonna be no more of the mess that these wonderful fans, the student body, and some of your parents have put up with for probably two decades now. I'm coming. And when I get here, it's gonna be changed. So I want y'all to get ready to go ahead and jump in that portal and do whatever you're gonna get. Because the more you jump in, the more room you make. Because we bring keys that are smart. Say that smart. Smart. Tough. Tough. There you go. He All just right. told him. He, he, it wasn't no Bo Davis rap. He's like, some of y'all need to go and get yeah. in that portal right now. Yeah. Go ahead. Because I'm bringing board. my luggage. And it's Louis. And it's Louis. <laughs> he let you know off the rip. Yeah, man. I, I can't. I'm happy for Colorado. I think, so, like I said, some programs are going to regret not bringing in. The, the free publicity. Oh, my goodness. We talk about free media all the time. Yep. The free publicity you get with just bringing Dion in. You realize Colorado don't even have the money yet? No, they don't. They, they literally, he admitted. That, <laughs> the AD admitted. We're gonna say, he admitted that like, we don't have the money just yet, but we got it coming. Like, it's on its way. We got we got donors and boosters. Yeah, but, everybody's giving us money already. Yeah. The yeah. NILs are starting to jump, too. Rick George was asked how CU came up with the money. They're going to pay him uh, $5.9 million per year. Yeah. And he can make up to $7 million in incentives. Uh, when he asked Rick uh, Rick George, AD, uh, how he came up with the money, the idea, he said, we don't have the money yet, but I know we'll have it. So I'm not worried about that piece. Right. <laughs> Basically, we will take out a loan right. as the university to pay Dion Sanders if we have to. We're going to pay Dion, okay? All the marijuana money that is in this yeah, state, exactly. we're going to pay Dion Sanders. Yeah, however we get it, he's going <laughs> to get it. He's going to get it. By any means necessary. Because yeah, he, he knows it's worth it. It's, it you're gonna get, I, just, I, don't, I don't know how another AD didn't figure it out. You're going to be so much better off even if he fails right. than you are now. 
free publicity. Like you're, like you said, in, he's a brand, so he's bringing in other brands with him. This it, guy's done. He's done deals with Nike and Pepsi, Barstool, and Barstool, and yeah. Affleck. Yeah, like he's in a brand. He's gonna bring in other brands. Exactly. How did you not? You you gonna hire some some jabroni to come in and coach your team? And most of the time, he's gonna end up five hundred or worse. You end up firing and him. And you're gonna end up firing him. Yeah. Yeah. And you hire Dion. You get added value. Free publicity, yep. recruiting goals, gangbusters, NIL deals and brands go through the roof. Yep. Your boosters all want to come out because they want to meet and hang out with Dion. For sure. They're they, they going to pay big money to have dinner with Dion. And the other part about it is Dion is NIL. He was originally the NIL. He uh, was yeah. he was a promoter about himself. Remember when he got drafted? He said, man, I'm so glad Detroit didn't draft me. I was going to ask for so much money. They was going to put me on layaway. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, and this he guy, lying. he was not lying. I mean, he yeah. is that dude, and he brings so much cachet. And I know a lot of people are probably like, oh, he's there. No, he's not. He, he he don't swear, he don't drink, he don't smoke, he don't party. He's a football coach. He's a football person, and this is what your program needed. Derek, Derek Cohen was walking in here with his buff shirt on already. He said, oh, I've been dude. wearing it. I'm, I'm so excited dude, that we got Dion. there. My mom asked me yesterday about Dion. My yep. mom will ask me about a few. I, I know it's a big sports story. My mom's like, she interrupts our conversation. We go, hey, baby, what's going on with Aaron <laughs> Rodgers? I'm like, oh, okay, mama, let me break it down right, to right. you. Because it, it, it has penetrated like her, her friend, her network, and her social circle. Right. And she actually was like, well, she's like, baby, how you feel about Dion going to the Buffaloes? You like that? You think it's bad or good? Yeah. And boom, baby, mom got to talk about Dion yeah. for about, oh. she knows I love me some Dion, been knowing him forever, been loving Dion forever. So my point is, it, he has, he's one of those stories that will naturally transcend from the sports page to the front page already Done. already and he's already said Done. this is uh at 12 20 today he said lord that portal is jumping it's jumping. let me see what's in there i ain't hard to find come on coach now. prime hashtag coach prime dude he's about to <laughs> clean up in that transfer portal he's ready dog. Uh, all right we'll come back we'll get into the flex on the other side uh we got oh we got some big big news announcements coming. Baby. big news coming from the flex really excited about it we'll give you some details on the other side right here on ball don't lie 104 not the horn flex atx for the best high school sports coverage listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com flex 30 is brought to you by brain vault brain vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion visit brainvault.com and join the movement Don't lie right here on 1049 The Horn. It is a smooth soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. My man Patrick doing a great job as always. DJing a smooth soul Monday. You can always be a part of the show. Hit us up. Specs text line is the best way to do it. 512-337-3776. You also can hit us up uh via Twitter. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitter verse. My man Harge is at Hardball Harge, the real MVP. Patrick Davis at it's Patrick Davis. Uh and Big game over the weekend, um, and we talked about this a ton, uh, the Vandegrift Vipers versus the Drip, versus Dripping Springs. And, man, it came down to the wire, uh, and congratulations to Vandegrift, uh, 27-24 win, uh, and they will advance. 
Harge, now it looks like uh, the Vandegrift Vipers, uh, the ones uh, who were advanced in the playoffs, so congrats to them. Uh, there's a nice uh, mixtape that my man Snoop, I'm sure Snoop put it together, but others involved as well. Shout out to Derek Cohen and my man Zach Lucero. Uh, it's a nice little mixtape up there for you uh, to show uh, the um, kind of the highlights and <clears throat> some of the top plays from that matchup. Yeah, and, and you know, there was a lot of controversy at the end of the game. I had a I had a, a meeting with some people that were there on Saturday, and they were saying that the the game and the angle that they had, Austin Novosad got across the line. But yeah. They're also dripping springs. It was a quarterback people. sneak. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. at least they tried the quarterback sneak. Hey, they, they tried to give him a shot at it. Right. <laughs> Go put it in your best, best player's, player's hands. hands. That's you what go. you do. I'm cool with that. And uh, there was a lot of controversy at it, but you know these both of these teams. Every, the first time that they played, it came down to. A close play as well. If I'm not mistaken, the first time they played, didn't it come down to a field goal attempt to win the correct. game? I think you're right. You know, so yeah. for them, uh, great season for Dripping Springs, but shout out to Vandegrift. They're continuing to push. They made it to the Final Four, and now they get a chance to go and try to play for a state championship. All of these teams are, are doing what's best and getting after it. You know, I look at all these kids, and I'm like, dang, man. This is what it's all about. When you play high school football, everybody wants that opportunity to play for a state championship, Mm -hmm. and you're getting closer and closer, and you're practicing in December. When you get a chance to practice in December and not having to do mat drills during this time because you started your offseason, you're still getting a chance to play. That's what it's all about. So I think they got to play Katie too, don't they? Yeah, it is, at the Alamo Dome. Yeah, man, trust me, as a guy who had to play Katie a lot (laughs) Um, in in the second round in H-Town. Man, that is a football machine. Yes, it, is it is a soulless football machine. Westlake is like that too. Y'all yep. know it. They're basically kind of the Westlake H town in a lot of ways. Like they just for sure. Yeah. So it, that'll be a Herculean task uh, to try to beat Katie. But uh, g- best of luck to to Vandergriff. Man, they deserve it. Uh, some other uh, matchups over the weekend. Speaking of uh, soulless football machines, Westlake yep. did what they Westlake does. They do <laughs> they, what they do. They did what they did. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah, you know, I wish we could give them more props. Because we don't sound impressed enough from Westlake, but you know, we just we're just used to that. Forty-seven uh, seven. Yeah. Uh, to advance to the uh, to the second round. I'm oh, sorry to the next round of the playoffs. I should mm-hmm. say for them. Uh, Lago uh, Wimberley beat Lago Vista forty-nine yep. to thirty. Uh, you had DeSoto beating Harker Heights. Two five four didn't have enough. Sixty to twenty four. Yeah, DeSoto DeSoto is a big beast. Jonte Cook. John oh, yeah, Cook. that's right. Oh, yeah, Trey Wise great point. Yeah. Great point. Uh, and Liberty Hill had some injuries, too, yeah. in that game. Uh, lost, like, a, a couple of starters that didn't really On matter. one play. Yeah, On the same, same play. play and right? they bro- yeah. both broke collarbones. I'm still trying same to— injury? Same injury? Same injury, same, same play. play. Oh, that's yes. Yep. Well, but hey, they still roll I on. I want to say adversity <laughs> uh, don't mean a damn thing to Liberty Hill because they kept it moving. 63-43 win over Flower Bluff uh, and Burton beating Granger 27-7. to Yep. Uh, so, yeah, uh, and congrats to all the teams um, that ended up moving on. Here's our big news, though. Tomorrow, for all those who have been keeping up with it, we will announce our finalists. All right, our finalists for our all-flex team. going to have 
three finalists for every position, 11 on both sides of the ball. And then, of course, we get even into special teams, so deep snappers um, and punters and kickers. Uh, we got them taken care of as well. So that'll be happening tomorrow throughout all the shows. Correct. It's going to start with B&E early on. Uh, I believe they're starting with QBs they start and with, running backs. Yeah, they're starting QBs uh, tomorrow morning. Make sure you tune in to B&E as they will go through it. Aaron Hogan will announce the quarterbacks and uh, – Bucky Gabo will announce the running backs. Uh, yeah, and so around the 7.30 and 8.30 uh, yep. slots, you'll get them announcing their quarterbacks and running backs. That's their flex 30. Um, and then in the Craig Show, Light the Tower, um, I think Eho's going to stick around a little bit, and you'll get your punters and your kickers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also, 11.30, you'll get your O-line uh, and that centers as well thrown in that mix. Um, and then uh, at 1 p.m. with uh, Chad and Zay, you start up with your linebackers and your D-linemen. Uh, wide receivers, uh, DBs for my man Harge will start up. That will be 345. We'll hit it again uh, to start off the 5 o'clock with uh, the announcement of our return specialist. But we'll give you the rundown of all of our flex finalists um, yep. throughout the day that have been announced. But yep. tomorrow, stick around for all the shows. They'll be announcing it. And, of course, we'll be putting that up on the website, fllxatx.com. Um, or go to flxatx on all your social media platforms. Can't all wait, right. man. All yeah, these kids great. have worked hard to get to this point, mm-hmm. And now our inaugural All-Flex team finalist will be announced tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, everybody's <clears throat> really, really excited about it. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at I'm looking at the list right now. Yeah, me too. All right. I can't say nothing about it. We're I can't reveal a damn to. thing. All right. Yeah. But uh, I'm really excited about it. Hard is excited about it. Uh, the guys have been working really, really hard. So have the on-air staff been working hard about it. So uh, the inaugural all-flex finalists, uh, that will be announced tomorrow. All right. So we'll come back. We'll get into Cowboys and Texans. Cowboys put an Old Testament-style butt-whipping on the Colts. We'll review it and break it down from every angle right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.